Caitlin Gross! Episode 17. We are never, ever getting back together like ever podcasts. I'm Kurt Fletcher. I'm Caitlin Minton. And today we have Maverick McWilliams joining Maverick us. Maverick McWilliams! Hi, how's it going? Hi, Maverick. Hello. Hey, Maverick. Hi, Kurt. How are you? Great. I know we already caught up, but how, how was your day? It was good. It was good. You know, I woke up again, so that's nice. Fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like doing that. That's it's fucking awesome. I've never not woken up, so I don't know what's gonna happen if I don't wake up. But I'm fucking scared for it. Like I'm not gonna lie. You probably won't even know it's happening. Oh fuck! But what if you did though? Like, what if like you like don't like you wake up and you don't really wake up and there's like a guy sitting here like. like like your soul is floating above your yeah, body. Yeah, and I'm like, like oh, shit, I didn't wake up This today. is a weird dream. And you open the door and the Grim Reaper's like, you're dead, fucker. What are you up to? And I'm like, I guess I'm dead. And then you guys go, go do some like cool shit. Like you go haunt your boss for the day. or like That sounds like a fucking let, fantastic Let me day. ask you, Maverick, if you died today, like would you feel good about the life that you led up to now? Fuck. <laughs> that is a good <laughs> question. Like if you died today, where do you think you're going to go? You're like, do you think your life is fulfilled enough? Um... I am 19 years old. Um, I've been alive since 1996, so I've seen a lot of pretty cool. I've seen a lot of pretty crazy shit in this world. Um, I've seen, you know, I was I was old enough to witness 9/11. Uh, I've made love to some pretty pretty cool women. Uh, I've gotten drunk with my friends. What's the oldest woman you've been with? Uh, like set, like having like intercourse with, or just yeah. like done anything with. <laughs> um, oldest woman I've had intercourse with would pro- She's I think she was like 21. 21 is the oldest okay. that I've had intercourse with. I have to think about that. What's her name? Um, I'm just kidding. Okay, cool, 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 cool. cool. <laughs> I'm kidding, I don't want to say her name. Um, well, actually, um, the oldest woman I ever had intercourse with, she was like, I think she was like three or four years older than me. Because the girl I lost my virginity to had just graduated high school when I was like, a sophomore or freshman. So Ooh, hot. Oh no, she was not. Uh-huh. She was she was a she was a big lady. And I'd have nothing against big women, like, you know, more cushion for the pushing, but she was salty, if just to say the least. I've never called a woman salty before that like, moment. Taste like the taste or, it's very salty in taste, also salty in appearance, if you know what I'm saying. I don't I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means either. I'll Google it later though. It's a sailor term if I'm not mistaken. She's a salty salty saltine, so Okay. But yeah. But back to Caitlin's question. Um, you know, I think I would be pretty pretty good with the life I've lived so far. There's, of course, there's things I haven't done. Like I, I want to raise a family, and uh, I want to be the first. Uh, you know, I want to be the first black comedian from Albuquerque. <laughs> and uh, I don't think that's that gonna happen. I'm, I'm white. Um, so they wouldn't have known. What they wouldn't have fucking known. Damn yeah, it! Yeah. They should have literally just kept kept quiet. Be like this guy, this motherfucker. He boy. sounds like a this guy yeah. sounds like a honky ass cracker with a name like Mac Williams. This motherfucker. <laughs> that was an eight. That was my Asian. Uh, that was my. That was my Asian voice. That was good. That was a good one. Did you? Yeah. Did you think so? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I closed my eyes there for a second. I was oh, like, yeah. wow, that guy from The Hangovers here. Oh yeah, that's, that's, that's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. Liquor stores and laundromats. <laughs> la 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 la. But um, yeah. But no, yeah, I I definitely feel good, you know, and I, I think. Uh, yeah, I'd feel really good about about my life to the, up to this point in my in my existence, for sure. So, uh, Maverick is a stand-up comedian, and uh, he's been doing it since January. Yeah, like going hard, unofficially since, hard since January. Cool. And uh, the other night, he was telling us about. Would you like to share some of your goals and what you, you know, 
Yeah. I mean, you don't have to give anything that's going to give away what your next goal is. My special comes out fucking October 2035. Um, it's, I already kidding. set my DVR. Dude, nice. Yeah. Mine too. It's called Midgets and Handjobs. It's on HBO. Um, I'm just kidding. Actually, if I ever did get a special, I'd really want to call it Midgets and Handjobs. That would be great. That'd be so fucking You funny. have to get a handjob from a midget. <laughs> at some point in your life. it's actually a really funny story my dad was like I was talking about my dad loves midgets for some reason like he was walking through the airport the other day and uh, with my sister and she was telling me the story she was like there's a little person an LP or a midget as we call him in my family um, just walking like a few a few feet in front of him and my dad was like nudging my sister and like giving her the eyes like that's a fucking midget right there and my dad my sister's like yeah dad I know that's a person he's like, so small and his hands are so nubby, and like he's not being like subtle about this at all. He's being like like a typical white guy in like the fifties, like that's a colored fella right there. Or their Johnsons are bigger than ours. Like, did you hear that? But yeah, and like you know, so I, I think that'd be really funny to call it midgets and hand jobs because one day we, we were, one time we were in Corona, New Mexico, in a little gas station, and we saw a what was it? It was a it was a black man with a midget woman. A black man with a midget woman. Yeah, that's fucking yeah. great. And that yeah, is a tiny Corona, New town. Mexico. Like it's oh, yeah, so I love I love Corona actually. Okay. Yeah, yeah. My family's from there. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah. since the forties. Oh wow, that's really cool. Yeah. That's really cool. I love history, by the way. So. Oh cool. I really, okay. I really do. New Mexico is a very rich. Um, uh, history, Aww. not really, actually, kind of only a little bit. Yeah, I'm from Fort Sumner, New Mexico, where Billy the Kid is buried. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> William H. Bonney, he's from New York, actually. Yeah. Did you know that? Yeah. He was raised by the vaqueros, so that's why he was, um, that's why he knew such good Spanish, and that's why that's where he learned how to cowboy and he knew how to rope. And his ass, his, actually, his last words were in Spanish. It was like, uh, que hora es? No, 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 it wasn't what time it is. It was, oh, um, uh, who is it? De donde es? Like, who's there? And then, boom! Got fucking... And got he's like, Pat Garrett, motherfucker. <laughs> Pete Garrett, motherfucker. He's talking about Largo, is it? Would that be fucking? We don't know. I wish I had. I mean, a, maybe. I wish I had a time machine just so I could be sitting in like the next room, like the don't they ask? Pat Garrett, motherfucker, break yourself, fool. Back, back, back. Okay, I have a different scenario. They're they're like jaded lovers, and Pat Garrett was like, "You cheated on me with that Mexican woman, and I'm gonna kill you." Oh fuck! And he shoots him. And he shoots him in the face. <laughs> and, then, and then like the old Mexican man that showed him is like, "Miss uh, Senor Garrett, what is that all about?" He's like, "Shut up, Jorge. You wouldn't understand." And he goes over there and he like touches, "Yeah, you faggot." <laughs> You Mexican faggot. And he goes over there and he touches Billy on the face. He's like, "Twas beauty that killed the beast. And then just like, we're like, all right, load him up. Fucking load him up. God damn it, William. Why'd you do that? I didn't want to kill you, you son of a bitch. Like, and then Lou Diamond Phillips walks in. Yeah, Lou Diamond Phillips is like, welcome to the, the Red Horse Saloon. <laughs> I am from Longmire. <laughs> they also play guitar in a local band. Oh my god, that's Oh funny. my god, that's so funny. <laughs> Let's make a movie about this. Let's just do it. Oh, oh we should. I want to write a script about a modern day um, like Bi Billy, Billy the, the Kid. kid. But it's good. It's gonna be like totally different. Yeah. But uh, Billy the Kid, Billy is gonna be a girl, and she's a punk rocker. Whoa. So it's gonna be like that's a, a twist. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, I actually I know a lot about Billy the Kid. I don't know why. But uh, it's like just really interesting to me, you know. He was, uh, you know, he was very young. He's like he's something like he had like seventeen to nineteen kills by the time he was twenty one, okay. and that's a crazy amount. And um, how many do you have? Like yeah. three. I'm fucking slacking. I'm seeing a correlation here. Yeah, right. Uh, he was. Um, 
I was talking about your comedy shows. Like, how many kills do you have? Oh, fuck, none. Jesus. Because <laughs> I have names, maybe. That's, <clears throat> I've never actually like, killed a show, and, you know, that's, that's, that's kind of a goal, comedy goal of mine, you know, back to the thing, you know? But, um, uh, you know, he was, he was, it was a, it was a pretty cool deal about Billy the Kid. Um, he, he was, like, one of the, he was the youngest outlaw, you know, he had a lot of kills. I mean, he wasn't, like, military affiliated, like, um, like Jesse James was. Um, you know, he was, the locals loved him. Fucking everybody loved Billy the Kid. He was a really cool guy. He was actually super handsome, but uh, I have a joke about Billy the Kid, and they're the only, like, the one really good picture they have of him, he looks like shit, looks uh, uglier than fuck. Right. And he's like, they found a second photo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, and, uh, but, like, up until that point, yeah, everyone was like, oh, that ugly piece of shit, like, what the fuck? <laughs> and he had said he was left-handed, but how pictures were taken back then, it was reversed, so he was really oh, yeah, right-handed, yeah. and, um, <clears throat> stuff like that. And I was, like, my joke's about, like, how when I take a selfie, um, I, it takes me, like, seven selfies to make, to get a good one. And I'm just wondering how fucking pissed off he was when he <laughs> took that picture and he got it, like, three weeks later, and he's like, hey... Boys, my tin top sins. Check it out. Oh, what the fuck, man? <laughs> the fuck is this? I look like half retarded. God damn it. Pat's never gonna want to fucking hang this up. God damn it. The fuck's happening? Take that back, Jorge. God damn it. Let's go take another picture. You know. <laughs> but that's. I think that'd be fucking hilarious. That would be funny. That's awesome. But uh, sorry, back to you. We keep getting off track. No, that's <laughs> good. Um, do you find that he? Him and his story is highly romanticized. You know, I, f- I feel like it is. Uh, William H. Bonney was from New York. Uh, you know, his parents were immigrants. He came... We visited his mom's grave. Really? That's uh, Silver City. Silver City, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Was that fun? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's not? a grave. I mean, <laughs> it's not, imagine a time it's not like, a grave. It's, it's not, not like he's like your relative. You know, it's not <laughs> yeah. like, oh, fuck, grandma. It's like, hey, that's Billy the Kid's fucking mom right there. What? <laughs> it's insane. Um, I think it was. I think every story like that's very highly romanticized. Like, mm-hmm. you know, um, I mean, I'm sure there was a lot of hardships, you know, hard times. I mean, the New Mexico wilderness is pretty shitty sometimes. It's very hot and it gets very cold. And he was on the run a lot of the fucking time. And, yeah, I mean, it was just, it was like a hard life. It was pretty much, he was, like, on his own for a very long time. And he, you know, that's, that's a hard life nowadays. Imagine that's yeah. a hard life in the, you know, in the 18... On, a, on 18, horseback. Yeah, 1870s, 1890s. Going from Arizona all the way up to eastern New Mexico. Yeah, that's fucking rough, insane. you know. It's very rough. It's rough in a car. I guess what I'm really asking is, like... Do you really think he was that great of a person, or do you really think he's like a murderer and a womanizer, and we just like <laughs> make him into this hero? I think the same thing about all historical figures as I do about like Abraham Lincoln. I mean, a lot of people are like Abraham Lincoln loved black people. He was the he was you know he was he fought for our rights and stuff like that, which isn't true. I mean, I'm sure he liked them, but he still had slaves. Mm-hmm. You know, so he wasn't like fully free and clear about that whole that whole deal. Um, you know, he probably still used the vocabulary of the day, which was, you know, by modern-day terms, which had been very racist. Um, and he pretty much signed the Emancipation Proclamation just to kind of scare the South, like, all right, bitch, if you want to secede, we're going to take away your fucking slaves. But if you don't, we'll throw this piece of paper out right now, and we'll, go, we'll call it good. And they still seceded. So he's like, fuck it, free the slaves. I don't give a shit. Like, do it. He, de- he definitely did it to save face in the eyes of the American people um, instead of doing it for the moral reasons, you know? Okay. So, so that's that's kind of like my deal about the whole thing. 
But, uh, you know, Billy the Kid, I feel like he's definitely romanticized. I mean, I'm sure he probably did hit a woman or two or something like that, you know? I mean, he was he was raised in a very male-dominated society with uh, the Mexican vaqueros and stuff like that. And, you know, he probably saw a lot of that stuff, so he was probably like, well, that's the norm, you right. know? Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, I think it's I think all, all of them were very romanticized and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting stuff. I know. It's very cool, yeah. yeah. So, okay, if they, yeah. made, if they remade Young Guns... Oh, fuck yeah. ...using only stand-up comedians, who would you want to be in that movie? Oh, fuck. This is a good one. Uh, as Billy the Kid, I feel like John Mulaney would be a fucking hilarious <laughs> Billy the Kid. Cause, yeah, because in, in Young Guns, Billy's this real like masculine, like like. I can picture him going in the saloon and playing Tom Jones. What's new pussy? Walks in, be like, "Who's wrong to be loved by anyone?" Oh shit, Pat's here. We got a scram, fellas, and just runs away. Um, <laughs> definitely, he would uh, 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 cast John Mulaney just because because if everybody was comedians, I'd just be like, John Mulaney, you're Billy the Kid. Uh, who should be? I feel like Louis C.K. would be. Um, Doc. No, he would be like the. I think Kyle Kinane would be good. Also, Kyle Kinane would be would be a very funny like any of them, you know. And then um, <clears throat> oh fuck, I'm, I'm drawing a complete blank about the like their caregiver. Um, oh. Uh, I don't know who you're talking about the guy with the mustache. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, what was his name? Murphy. I don't know. Murphy. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was Murphy. Uh, if not, whatever. But I'd love to cast Louis C.K. as that because, you know, he, the guy in the movie is very, like, caring. He's very, like, you know, fellas, this is this is the right way to become a man. You know, he's, like, very, he's very you know, guiding. And I feel like Louis C.K. was like, fuck it. Who cares? You guys are savages. Go. Go play. And then they got shot. He's like, what the fuck, man? Like, you know, like, he's, I feel like that'd be hilarious. That's awesome. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be, that'd be pretty funny. That'd be a good time. Who would play Pat Garrett? <laughs> fuck. Uh, I just think it was super gay now. I just imagine Pat Garrett being <laughs> like, super flamboyant. Like a Anderson. <laughs> uh, Bo Burnham. This is Pat Garrett. <laughs> and after he kills Billy Kid, he throws confetti. He's like, ha, dad! And just runs away. It'd be fucking hilarious. Actually, who's the local news anchor related to Pat Garrett? The woman? Oh, uh... Nicole Brady? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if she's local anymore. Oh, okay. I don't watch the fucking news. Are so. you guys uh, related to anybody? Like, any Western people? No, I'm related to James Spader. Who the fuck is... <laughs> is Some guy from shitty TV. Cool, cool. He's on a lot of sh- shitty TV. Yeah. No, um, my family owned the Vickery Ranch. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with that one. I'm not, like... I'm, I'm pretty familiar with ranches, but... Um... It's not around anymore. Oh, okay. It probably... Well, it got sold probably around the time you were born. So. Oh, yeah. But it was near. Uh, <laughs> it was near Corona. Oh, cool deal. Yeah, I'm related to uh, Wyatt Earp and like a whole Earp family. Oh, nice. Yeah. Don't you, don't you work with a guy? Yeah, yeah. That's related to him also. Yeah, yeah like my great grandmother's maiden name was Earp, and before, oh, right. before she passed, uh, she would tell me stories like, like you're related to Wyatt Earp, and then as she got older and kind of more, you know, a little bit crazier. You're related she was to like, George Jetson. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, we're related to Lincoln. I was like, Lincoln doesn't have any surviving blood relatives. She's like, by marriage, though, and I was like, "Very fucking convenient, Grandma." Okay, by marriage, fucking take your take your pills, get out of here. Um, but you know, yeah, so I'm related to Wyatt Earp through like her and stuff like that, and so I've always been really interested in like Western like history like, yeah. since since then. Um, but yeah, it's, it's 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 a pretty cool. I would love I would kill to live in that time because that'd be fucking just dope. 
to just live just, just the wild west just, just like do yeah. whatever the fuck you want fucking yeah pretty much like you go from like probably about dallas to the west anything fucking goes yeah. like like you can rape somebody or you can and kill then, anybody and just be like what, what, like yeah. did you do that be like oh, i don't fucking do that what's no yeah, no, that's not. And then they send like the Texas Rangers to come get you, but like that's, yeah, there's, that's all that's coming for yeah, you. Yeah. So you can just fucking run. Yeah, it's not like the National Guard was like available. Like guys, we're gonna need about twelve hundred of you for this manhunt. It'd be like, all right, you, you, and you, we gotta go search the fucking wilderness for this guy in this vast new country. <laughs> like you know what I just realized? Huh? Billy the Kid is brilliant because he made himself look ugly in a photograph because he probably knew it would be like unwanted posters. Okay, no. I feel like he was just, <laughs> I feel like he was, I feel like my story is waking me. He's like, I'm gonna look so fucking good. Oh, God damn it, guys. What is this bullshit? Get, get the guy on the phone. We don't have phones. Get the guy on the, on the telegraph. What do you want him to say? Be like, hey, fucker, stop. What is the big idea? Stop. You piece of shit. Can you imagine sending like hate mail or like a sext at that time? Be like, what are you doing? Be like, oh, I'm talking to Carolyn. Hold on. I'm going to stop. I'm not going to stop, but I'm going to lick your neck. Stop. Oh, this is going to be fucking awesome. And like it's just coming out of like the wall and like her little kid's reading it. Like, oh my God. Mom! I'm like, Get the fuck away from that. And like she's like starts reading it. That'd be fucking hilarious. I'd love to do that. It's fucking awesome. Oh, great. What was the question? <laughs> we have so off track now. I don't know. Well, that was the question. Oh, you started off with the uh, cast. Oh, it, yeah, it was, yeah, Young Guns. Re, remake of Young Guns. So let me just ask you a little bit about your childhood, Maverick. Did you grow up, you know, like roping and everything? or? Uh, my dad was a fireman here in Albuquerque, but we lived in Edgewood. Okay. And, uh... My dad's from Oklahoma City. Well, my dad's from Oklahoma. Uh, he grew up in Lawton, then he grew, then he moved to Oklahoma City when he was older. And my dad was raised by a single mom. She was a hairdresser. Grew, cool fucking lady. My grandma's like one of the coolest ladies over me. She's so fucking supportive. I can put something on Facebook about killing puppies, and she's like, oh, Mav. Um, <laughs> and she'll react to it like, wow, you know, and she's like just super cool. But, you know, she, did, she, worked, her, she worked all the time. And one of the ladies at the salon... Her husband was like it was you know was a cowboy. He loved rodeo and stuff, and he had tickets to the NFR when the NFR was still in Oklahoma City. Now it's in Las Vegas and it's moved and stuff like that. But like in the eighties, in the seventies, it was in Oklahoma City, and he would take this old man would take my dad to the NFR every year because he didn't have anybody to go with. And my dad saw steer wrestling for the first time at the NFR. And my dad's always been a really big guy, and steer wrestling is called the big man event. You know, time for the big man event. And uh, he was like, I really want to do that. So, you know, he you know, went the rest of his life not touching a horse or a steer or anything like that. Moved to Colorado to go to college. Met my mom. They moved down here where my mom's from. And uh, he started, you know, doing stuff like that. And he he was like, you know what? I've always wanted to do this. So he was at the he was at the PRCA Rodeo in Albuquerque. Saw a bulldogger that was local, a steer wrestler that was local. Found him in the uh, directory. Found him in the in the phone book. Called him and said, you know. Uh, Mr. Zolman, would you like to teach me how to steer wrestling? He's like, yeah, come on down. And he was and he was steer wrestling behind my mom's back for like months. And he wouldn't tell her. You know, he'd be like, she's like, what are you doing? Like, oh, I'm just hanging out with some friends, you know. And he was really like learning how to like ride a horse and like steer wrestling and stuff like that. And when I was very young, he was still into it. He was, you know, super into it. We had horses and, you know, he would like teach me how to rope. Did he finally tell your mom? 
No, that's the cool thing about it. Uh, okay, 20 years, she's fucking not listening. She's going to be like, that cocksucker, good thing I've divorced him. Um, but no, you know, she finally found out. She's like, you're an idiot, you know, you're going to get hurt. And he's like, no, I'll be yeah. fine, you know. And so he was, you know, it's it's the, the comedian lifestyle and the rodeo lifestyle are very similar in the fact that if you want to make money, you have to travel. You know, mm-hmm. it's very hard to make money yep. being a professional cowboy or trying to make it. Well, how they do it in, you know, they how you do it, if you want to go, move on to, like, the next round, like, if you want to go to the finals, you have to make so much money. Uh-huh. The more money you make, the higher you are in the standings, obviously. <clears throat> so, it's very hard to travel when you have a full-time career and a family, a lot, just like this, you know, if, if I mean, if you have, if you're married, if you have kids, it's very hard to do. Um, so, you know, finally, my dad made it to, uh, my dad pro-rodeoed, he was, he was in the pro-rodeo circuit here in the New Mexico in the Southwest. And he made it to the circuit finals, which is very hard to do if you have, like, full-time. You know, if you have a full-time job and a family and stuff like that. My dad is a really good steer wrestler. And he was loading up the trailer one day, and he was, like, trying to get me and my sisters, like, all, all our stuff together. And he was, like, on the phone with, with my mom. And he kind of had this, like, moment of realization where, okay, I need to start prioritizing things. Oh. And so he never went to the circuit finals. He never dumped his steer. And that was the last time he ever rodeoed. And so we started selling off all our horses and stuff. Uh, horses are, you know, very expensive, you know. And um, his he sold a steer wrestling horse for a dollar. I thought that was the coolest fucking thing ever. There was a kid in Moriarty. Because steer wrestling isn't very popular because not a lot of guys want to jump off a moving horse. And <laughs> a lot of people are like, why the hell would you want to jump off a horse going 30 miles an hour? You know, because it gets you laid. Um, <laughs> yeah, I bet. Oh, yeah, it's, it's a good time. And so... It gets you ready for the oh, yeah. lady who loves your virginity. Too. Oh, yeah, she was a she was a bull. She wasn't a fuck. She was a heifer. Uh, no, she's a, she's a really cool girl. So I really like her. Um, I'm like, want to date her, but she's like pretty cool. Um, but <laughs> okay. this, this kid in Moriarty wanted to learn how to steer wrestle. He, you know, he was kind of raised by a single mom, too. Can afford a horse. And my dad's like, you know what? I just need something to put on the bill of sale. What do you got in your pocket? And the kid's like, I got a dollar. He's like, it's he's yours. Oh my, my god! And my dad sold off his like this great bulldogging horse for like a dollar. Wow! And so uh, I grew up not rodeoing, nothing like that. And when I was a sophomore in high school, I wanted to rodeo so fucking bad that I didn't know what to do with myself. And I met this guy named Josh Fish, great roper. This guy was this guy's fucking ridiculous. He's like one of my best friends now. I was like, hey, I, I want to learn how to steer wrestle. Because he was like, yeah, I rope and I steer wrestle. I was like, I want to learn how to steer wrestle. Could, could you teach me? He's like, we're going to this guy's house tomorrow. Come by and we'll get you started. And I didn't know that the guy that was steer wrestling, that, that the house they're at, the guy, that's the guy who like helped my dad out a lot too. And it was a really cool thing. You know, he was my dad's old traveling partner. He had a bunch of stories from my dad. And, you know, I really didn't ask my dad a whole lot about it. And... That guy taught me how to steer wrestle, and then I, and for like the next two years, like first first practice, I got bucked off. I got bucked off a horse that was dead broke, and it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> and his daughter <laughs> rode up to him, and he's like, Dad, you know, he's never ridden a horse before. So for two years, after wrestling practice, in my spare time, I'd go over to his house and learn how to ride a horse. And I got good enough on a horse to where I can finally steer wrestle. My junior year came around, I didn't steer wrestle in high school, but my senior year, I, I started. I was like, fuck it, I've been talking about this long enough, I'm going to do it. And I started steer wrestling, and I was awful. I was so terrible at it. Um, it was either I would miss a steer, or I would catch him really, really fast. I was, there was like no in-between. Um, but whenever I caught him really fast, I did what they call breaking out. It was when you, you, know, you leave too soon, it's kind of like a speeding ticket, they give you 10 seconds on your time. And I would 
um, and I would catch steers really fast, but I'd be, I'd have breakouts, so I wouldn't be in the money at all. Um, state finals finally came around, and I, um, and I, you know, I was talking to him, and he's like, you know, kid, you're not going to go to nationals because you don't have the, you don't have enough points. There's no fucking way, but you can win state finals. And I was like, okay. So I went to state finals in Lovington, and I showed up, like, thinking, like, I need to stop thinking about nationals. I need to just win this rodeo. It's the only rodeo I need to win. I, um, I, you know, I ran my first steer, and I, I missed him. And I was like, "Fuck me, that sucks." And you get three steers at state. Every other rodeo, you get two steers. First, ro first run, I was like, "I missed it." My dad, my dad's always really good at giving me really shitty pep talks, but they're so fucking. They piss you off so much. They're like, "You <laughs> motherfucker!" All right, here, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm doing it. You know, I was like, Dad, I missed my steer. I don't know why I'm here. Like, I don't belong in this crowd. Like, I'm not fucking, I'm not a cowboy. I'm not any of this stuff. Uh, and I just, I was like, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing here. And he's like, son, you're being a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, kid, you're being a fucking pussy. Um, you've worked your ass off to get to this point. Um, this is all you have wanted for the, you know, for, for as long as I can remember. You need to fucking do this. And he just kind of gave me this really big pep talk. And then the next night, I went out and I caught my steer really fast and won and won that round. Nice. And then I won that round, and I was so fucking jacked. And they were like, "Yeah, that's awesome." And everybody's coming to me. That was great. That was great. And so I went to the short round, which is like you know, like if you caught a steer in the previous two rounds, you get to go to the short round. So I missed my steer in the first round, caught my won the second round. Third round came around, and I was like the first one to go in the second round, so I was last to go in the short round. Uh, and I was like second to last in the short round. So every, I was watching people catch fucking fast. And I was like, fuck me. I was like, whatever. So I come out, catch my steer. And I'm, I, I caught him in 666. I was like, I caught him in 669. I was like, 6669. And I was like, what the fuck? And like, I was jacked because I had just won state finals. And I was like, what the fuck? This is awesome. Like, I did it. I won state finals. And I was about to win the round, but the guy's horse I was using was after me, and he fucking caught in like five something, and I got second place in the second, in like the last round. I was like, you know what? It's okay, whatever. And I called my dad. I was like, Dad, I did it. I won state finals, and I went and talked to the lady. I was like, Hey, I, you know, did I did I win to come confirm? She's like, No, you didn't win. I was like, What? And she's like, You didn't win state finals. And I was like, Oh fuck. <laughs> I was like, Fucking what? I I, I had just a, called your dad. Yeah, I was like, I had an average of like of like of like twelve eight or something like that. And she was like, She's like, Well, you didn't catch your first two steers in the first two rounds, so the last one really doesn't count. And I was like, Are you Fucking kidding me? And this other guy uh, won, and and I was at the you know awards thing, and I told my dad, and he was heartbroken. So it was I. Uh, I was like tearing up, like fucking, this is bullshit. I fucking hate this. And we're at the awards thing, and the guy who really won, I know him really well, and he walked up to me and he gives me the buckle, and he's like, "This is yours." And I said, "What?" He's like, "Dude, you fucking, you beat me out, right? I mean, your average was faster. I mean, you, you, you were faster than me. You beat me, and that's something that never happens. Like nobody ever just gives another guy a buckle. And he's like, "You fucking beat me. This is, this is yours. You wear that." And so I, I wear, yeah, I. I didn't win technically, but I, but technically I did, you know, it's, right. it's one of those things. And, um, after that I went to college for steer wrestling. I did terrible in college, just like I did terrible in high school. Um, but, um, I, you know, I, I still really like that. Or st I still really love it. You know, I, I've, I'm always wanting to try, 
I'm always down to try new events. Like I started, I bronc, I, I got on a couple broncs in, in in college, and you know, in bronc riding, and I, I really like bronc riding. That's a really, it's a really cool event, and I really want to start bronc riding. And I, I recently just started team roping, and so I mean, even though I live in Albuquerque, and I, you know, I do stand up comedy and stuff like that, I st I'm still really close to that like part of the world, you know. And it's it's I just I really like it, and that's kind of like my origin story of rodeo. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, cool. that's that's how it happens. So let me ask you this: like, um, when you originally felt like you won, did you compare that to the feeling you feel like when you kill on stage? Like, is that comparable? <clears throat> it's it's very comparable. Um, I mean, I'm, Kurt, you've been doing this for 15 years. I'm sure when you kill on stage, it feels good. Oh yeah. I mean, you're like, oh yeah, I killed. I did really good. I'm pretty. I'm on a high right now. Mm -hmm. That's how it is. Like when you win a rodeo, and you've been doing it for a very long time. You know, when you when you do when you do anything for a long time obviously and you're very good at it it loses its pizzazz or whatever and um you know i i'm a, I, I like to think of myself as a pretty pretty good comedian and uh you know but even like even now i'm still so new into it that when i do do very well on stage i'm on a i'm on pretty much the same level of high like that was fucking awesome that was great but if i had to like pick one i'd probably say winning you know state right. finals was a little bit better because I mean, I've only been doing this for five months, and I worked for two years to get to that point, right. and it finally paid off, and I finally did it, and I finally showed everybody that, you know, I'm not this, you know, like, newcomer or whatever. I'm, I mean, I could do this. I mean... But what's that special airs in 2035? Yeah, oh, God, when I kill up my special, I'm going to fucking... I'm really going to kill it. That's great. But, yeah, so uh, I can't wait. You call your dad, hey, I'm going to be on HBO. Uh, uh, never mind, it's just Showtime. Just I just got bummed. <laughs> never mind, it's Netflix. <laughs> what the fuck? Netflix uh, will be the jam. I know, that's what I'm saying. Like, Netflix would be so fucking... Having to have a Netflix special would be so fucking <laughs> cool. Oh, my God. But, yeah, so I, it, they're, they're very comparable. And I feel like, you know, that it's comparable with anything, you know? Right. Anything that you work hard for and anything that you really bust your dick for, you really... And you, and you, and you do great at it and you win or you kill on stage... You, you're on a high, and then you're like, this is fucking awesome. This is I never want to lose this feeling. Right. But it's also very comparable when you miss your steer, or they tell you you didn't win state finals, and you bomb on stage. Right. It's, it's just like that. You know, anything that you have love and passion for, when you do great in it, you feel amazing, but when you do shitty in it, you're at an all-time low. So yes. it's very, it's a very cool deal. But the highs are, like, worth the lows, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, That's yeah. why you keep going back. Yeah. Because the lows suck. Oh, God. <laughs> so I've, much. I've driven home like, why the fuck are you doing this? You're oh, a fucking no, idiot. Normal. Like, yeah, what the hell's the matter with you? But, you know, you, you pick yourself up by the bootstraps and you and you go at it again. And, you know, if you really do like to do something, you really love, have a passion for something, you know, just doing shitty at it a couple times is, uh -huh. is worth it. You yeah, know? Kurt and I were always talking about how, like, when you bomb, that's what really lights a fire under your ass. Even uh, more than when you kill, I think. Oh, yeah. absolutely. I've written some of my better jokes when I, I right after I bombed, like, nice. like um, you know, some of my favorite jokes I've written, like, because I didn't do well at an open mic, and, you know, or I didn't do well enough that I thought I, it was it was good, and, you know, people would come up to me, like, oh, that was great, and I was like, yeah, it was, sure, but it wasn't, it wasn't good enough, you know, like, I, yeah. need, I need to do better. Yeah, I feel like if I don't, you know, if I don't kill, then I bomb, like, even if I do well, like, right. yeah. it's not... It's not, it's not my standard. Yeah, absolutely. And if you want to be great at anything, you definitely have to hold yourself at a higher standard. You know, like there's guys who come off stage like, yeah, I did okay. You know, I'm pretty happy with it. Yeah. And, you know, when I come off stage like, yeah, I did okay. I'm, I'm, I did okay. I'm not happy with I did right. okay. I want to do fucking yeah. great every time. Yep. <sighs> yeah. 
That's good. You have a good work ethic. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so let me ask you, what what's your writing process? If you have, is it just spontaneous um, inspiration? I, I have or? a really weird writing process. Um, it's a, I'll be driving or I'll be doing something. I'll be like, oh, that's really funny. And I'll try to forget it. And if I can't, and I, you know, if I forget it, it never comes back to me. I'm like, okay, it must have not been that great of a joke. Oh, wow. Wow. That is impressive, Matt. <laughs> and uh, I was like, you know, if I, if, I, if I think about it and I forget it, I'm like, it must have not been that great of a joke. But it'll if it comes back. He's probably thrown away so many fucking I know. Oh, I probably fucking have. I probably <laughs> should really great. stop doing this this writing process. That's, that's impressive, <laughs> But if, uh, if it comes back to me. I'll be like, okay, well, if I thought about it more than once, it must be a very common thing. And I, if I find it funny, everybody else will find it funny too. And I write it down. So that's kind of like my writing process. And I don't write like full out jokes. I just, I pretty much like write the title. Like I have my joke book, joke notebook here. And like, okay, that's just an empty ass page. Like this one just says social media is the new photo albums. And then, okay. yeah. So, and then like... This one just says dating in 2016, and it's pretty much just like headers, you know. But this one was like people trust too easy, and then I'll like talk about if I was a psychopath, I could have uh, I could have like ruined this lady's day, you know. Like I don't write out my full jokes; I just like write out like pretty much just the punchlines. So when you do that, do you go up with that skeleton, and then you just fill in the blanks when you try it out with the open mic? That's pretty much. Because I've seen you, I've uh-huh. seen you minutes before a mic, and you're just like. Sometimes you'll run ideas by me. Right. Like shit that you wrote, like, that minute. Like, yeah, like, like two, three minutes before yeah. I walked up. I'm like, hey, do you think this is pretty funny? Like, you know, yeah. Yeah, and, Absolutely. like, usually I'm annoyed by that, like, people <laughs> running their shtick on me. Like, right. I mean, you get away with it. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. You do it in a different way. It's yeah. It's nice. Not, right. like, anyway. Okay. Um, but... Yeah, it's impressive. And then the thing where you just like, if it doesn't come back, it's like the whole thing with love. Like, exactly. love it, let it go, and if it comes <laughs> it's back, it's you. yours. It's meant to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've never like, I'm not that with jokes. I'm like, I'm possessive with my jokes. Yeah, like, yeah. The idea, like, yeah. don't leave me, don't leave me. That's how I feel about if, jokes. If I think it's, if I think the premise is overly funny or very, very funny, I'll write it down. But for the most part, you know, if it, you know, if I'm like, like I, like I was. Um, like, this is, like, an example. Like, I was I was changing my radiator the other day. Like, my radiator went out, and I had to put a new one in. And I was doing it, and I, like, my hand slipped, and I hit my knuckle really hard. I was like, motherfucker. And I started thinking about, like, if my truck was a person, how I'd fucking murder it. Like, the different, like, ways. Like, what if you did that to a person? Like, what if your kid was, like, like oh, I'm going to school, and you're, like, doing her pigtails, and, like, you, like your hand slipped or something like that. And, like, it, you, like, fucked up your hand, and you were just like, like, you suck. You. Like it's not your daughter's fault; it's your fucking fault. Yeah. Like, because you're a clumsy cunt. And I, I thought about that, and I was like, "Huh, that'd be kind of a funny joke." And I just went back to what I was doing, and I never wrote it down because I was like, "You know, it's 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 okay, but it's not that funny. Right? It's not it's not worth me writing it down. It's pretty much like what it is. And that's my writing process, you know. So, um, yeah. So yeah, that's that's what it is. That's cool. That is cool. Yeah, when I started out, I would just write down everything. Yeah. Like, I was like, this might be funny, this might be funny, this might be funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's really childish to me, like, to think like that. Like, like, oh, well, I mean, you might be missing out on these really great jokes, but at the same time, like, if they're not, I mean, if I haven't thought about them more than once, they're not that great, you know? Like, uh-huh. that's just, like, my, 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 yeah. my thinking, you know? So... Yeah, and if it works now, which it obviously is, then keep doing it. But, I mean, I don't think that's sustainable, and I know you know that. 
Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah. Absolutely. But, I mean, who knows? I might, it might work for me for a little bit. Sure. But, I mean, I mean, it might not work forever, but, I mean, it might work forever. Who the fuck knows? Yeah. I've only been doing knows? it for a little bit. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's, yeah, Kurt and I look at each other like, what? Is that, is that pretty taboo? Like, what's, like, yeah. I don't know if the, that's, like. The weirdest thing I've ever seen is, like, one of my buddies, he would never write any of his jokes down. He would just record an idea into his phone and then just work it out on stage. That's really Was cool. Was that Jordan? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't even realize he recorded it. I started recording. Yeah, I recently um, just started recording, like, all my I sets. I like that because yeah, yeah, yeah. I can get. I can get a feel for how I'm going to sound when I say the joke instead right. of just writing it. Because that's different. A written out joke. You're not going to write. Yeah. You're not going to text a joke to someone. Like, it's going to be the way you say it and the way you're yeah. more animated. Absolutely. Yeah, so, yeah. I find that with the voice recorder, it just has the vein of how I want to do the joke. Right, right, so. right. But, uh, but yeah, so that's, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. I like it a lot. I like comedy. Comedy's fun. Yeah, it is. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's, it's slowly killing me, but it's, it's fun. It's, it's, fun. it's a, it's a good thing to kill you. Like, yeah, yeah, What yeah, else yeah. are you going to do? Oh, yeah. It's way better than cigarettes. I don't know about that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but yeah, absolutely. Like, a friend of mine was like, is it scary getting on stage? And I've always been really, like, outgo- an outgoing person. And that's, it's never scared me to get on stage. But the thing that honestly really, really scares me is silence. Right. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't, I don't trust people who don't laugh. Like, it might be the same for you guys, but, like, if I ever meet somebody, and, like, when I meet somebody, I try to, like, lighten the mood no matter what it is. I don't care if I'm sitting, standing in front of my grandma's corpse and the corner's there, I'd be like, she put on some weight before, right? <laughs> Sucks. I'm sorry I have to cut into that. Like, you know, like, I'll just try to, like, you know, like, lighten up the mood and, you know, people, I understand there's a time and place for jokes, but, I mean, for the most part, I really try to, like, kind of keep things light because, you know, I mean, everybody really likes to laugh and, if I if somebody doesn't laugh or somebody isn't like, hey, how's it going? You know, like if somebody's not like kind of like that, I really kind of don't trust them right off the bat. I'm like, who the fuck are you? Did you have a childhood? Did you grow up in a basement? Like fucking laugh, you cocksucker. And um, you know that's so silence really really scares me on stage because like I like the silence. I don't. It fucking I think scares it's fun. Me. Like last night, I, I said something that I thought was gonna be really funny, and nobody laughed, and I was like, "Move on, move on, really quick." <laughs> and hey, could you guys tell that I fucked up the microphone on purpose last night or not? No. Did you really fuck up the microphone yeah. on purpose? Why? Just to see what Tito would do. <laughs> really? You're a savage. You're so manipulative. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. I thought I did a pretty good job. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I, I wanted I to do did. something funny like like that, like just right because you know, like kind of channeling Andy Kaufman. Sometimes it's fun to just like <laughs> sabotage shit. Yeah. Like, or just, just yeah, yeah. throw a wrench in things yeah, yeah. every once in a while. Because like, I would like, I turned it off and I was like, can you guys hear me? And then I'd turn it back on and then I'd turn it back on. Is it working now? <laughs> You're a I was wondering, I'm like, all I probably did was turn it on. Like, what the fuck was wrong with the mic? Yeah. I, uh, I love throwing wrenches and stuff. Actually, tonight I'm doing something really, really, really kind of crazy. Oh, yeah. I'm doing a set list. Uh, you guys know what you guys know what a set list yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like where it's pretty much all improvised sets. Uh-huh. And I told I messaged Nick Starr, uh, Kevin Baca, and John Sell and John Quayar, and I was like, "Hey guys, I really want I want to do a, a set list type open mic, and I'm gonna try it out at Back Alley on Monday. And so uh, tonight I'm gonna tell them I'm gonna give them you know I'm gonna give them you know paper and like write down you know joke." Or, you know, something to talk about. And I'm going to try to do a whole uh, five to seven minute set on just pretty much all improvised sets. Nice. And okay. just because, like, I'm really good off the cuff. 
mm-hmm. and you know stuff like that. But I really want to. I feel like doing this would really kind of like sharpen my comedic skills a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen a lot of really great people. Like I've, I've watched um, like T.J. Miller. We were talking about T.J. Miller last night. T.J. Mm-hmm. Miller was fucking great at you know the set lists I've seen him at. He did, oh, yeah. he did one in um, London and he did another one in Los Angeles. And you know I've seen Robin Williams and like all these great comedians are really good at it. And I feel like if I do pretty good at it, like I mean, I'm it'll you know boost my self esteem for the next week until like, mm-hmm. it make, gets me to the next open mic. So, but if not, I might die this week because I might kill myself <laughs> if it doesn't go well. And you'll write, and you'll I'll, write like a motherfucker. That's exactly so yeah, either yeah, way, yeah. Either way, I'm win. either way, I'm pretty good because yeah. if I kill, I'm gonna be like, all right, that was great. Uh, I'm gonna record it, so I'm like, okay, that's a good joke. That's a good cool. joke. This and that. But if I don't, I'm gonna. It's gonna really like drive me to do a whole lot better. And yeah. stuff like that. So I'm really excited about that. Like That's throwing cool. a wrench in that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm sad I'm going to miss it. It's okay. It's, it probably won't be that great. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably the first time you have sex. It's probably not going to be that great. It's going to be memorable, but not very good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were saying it's going to be the first time I have sex tonight. And it's oh. an improvised five to seven minutes. Yeah, an improvised. <laughs> I really just hope I'm, I'm not like... Nick, Kevin, and John are all there. <laughs> I really hope they don't write shitty things like like puppy holocaust. Like, what the fuck? And, or just like the color like blue. Like, what the fuck, dude? Like, yeah. I, hope, I hope they're Maybe like... Maybe that'd be better. Leave more to interpret instead of something very specific. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be pretty cool. Like, they can bullshit through the color blue. Right. Like, I saw TJ Miller's one and it was like a time machine recall. <laughs> like you, like your like your car gets recalled, but like your time machine re- gets recalled. And he talks about how like he goes back in time and he kills Hitler. Then he gets out and he's like, I did it, I killed Hitler. And then he's like, nothing's different. And then the cops are like, and then like the time machine be like, hey, yeah, um, you can't go back more than like a few seconds. Um, I think you just killed like a normal looking guy. Like it looks like Hitler. And he's like, fuck. That's <laughs> so funny. Um, but yeah, so that's. That's pretty. That's pretty neat. So I'm I'm really excited about that. That's nice. gonna be that's gonna be a fun time. Yeah. yeah. All right. So um, you have any uh, showcases coming up? I do. I have one tomorrow night actually at okay. the loft above Leo's. Oh yeah. Yeah. My okay. mom, like my mom, I've I've shared it on Facebook a bunch of times. Find me on Facebook. It's just Maverick McWilliams. I'm wearing a black shirt. I'm really handsome. Um. <laughs> <laughs> my mom's like, that's a rough part of town, and I was like, that's okay. a rough bar. Just that. Just that. That's a rough just bar. Yeah. Fuck it's yeah. Like, I love the part of town is fine. It's just that bar. I yeah. love sketchy places and I love sketchy bars. Like it's they're, they're my favorite. Like my when my mom says stuff like that, it really kind of scares me because my mom grew up in the war zone. Okay. So she, she's like, oh, that's rough. That's a rough neighborhood. I'm like, oh fuck, it must really be a rough neighborhood, you know. But uh, I'm, I'm there tomorrow night. I have a 15 minutes set. Uh, you know, T. Graham, Black Mike, Elena Warden, and uh, Tito Dameron are all in the same show. And it's just, it's, okay. it's supposed to, it's just gonna be a really great show. I've never seen Black Mike or T. Graham do a set. So Black Mike's great. I, I've, I've heard a lot of stuff about him. He's you know he's really great. Um, but that's really the only thing I have coming up at the moment. I think I might be in Madrid next month okay. or something like uh, that. The 11th. The what 11th. time does the show start tomorrow? Uh, it starts at eight o'clock. It's like okay. a, I think it's a three dollar, three to five dollar cover uh, at the Loft above Leo's. So that, that'll be really cool. And then if uh, any of you listeners are in Denver. Uh, I'll be in Denver, uh, like the 14th through 17th or 18th doing shows up there with Nicholas Starr, Kevin Baca, and John, John Cuellar. Um, what shows are you doing? I don't, I really don't know yet. Um, but, uh, I think we might try to get on the deer pile, um, stuff like that. Um, probably a couple of, like a couple of mics, but maybe, you know, a show or two. I don't really know. We're okay. still, it's still pretty, um, we're still working on it, but anything I, anything that happens, I'll definitely share it to my Facebook and it, it should just be a really great show. There's a lot of great comedians on there. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool, Kurt. 
Shows coming up? Uh, June 9th, they'll be at the stage. Um, I'm going to be filming in Colorado Springs this week. Okay. For a movie. Cool. Oh, fun. Yeah. Like a porno or what? I wish. Oh, fuck, right. I'm going to have to memorize my lines. <laughs> oh, my God. What? No, that's maybe. I know, I know. It's no. not. I was just making a joke. Um, yeah, June 9th at the stage in Bernalillo. June 11th, I'm doing a fundraiser show. Uh, and then I go up to Madrid right after that for a show. What day is Madrid, you guys? June Saturday, 11th. June 11th. Okay. June That's 11th. at the Engine, That's at the Engine House Theater. Engine yeah. House Theater. Yeah. That's such oh. a cool place. I've never been there. Is it, is it pretty cool? awesome. That's awesome. You want a carpool? Uh, maybe. I got that fundraiser show. So nah, I'm gonna be fuck going that there place. Late. You want to go, wanna go to want a, want a, want a carpool? Dude, it's a fundraiser. I don't... For what? For a guy who died the other day. Oh, well, that's pretty shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, we might not be able to carpool. I hope to see you there, though. That should be fun. I, yeah, I think I'll go if you guys can come. Actually, I don't think we're going to be there anymore. I think I just got a text. Right. That, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just just right, um, we'll, absolutely, we'll absolutely. What do you got coming up? Uh, June 2nd, I'm going to be at Imbibe, opening for Tom Myers from Maryland. Oh, wow. Cool deal. Uh, June 4th at Turtle Mountain. Real Rancho. Real Rancho. Real Rancho. Rancho. Eddie Stevens, who was scared of the Taos Gorge Bridge. And Tuesday, well, that's June seventh, just... I'm gonna be a drag king at what? the social club. How are you gonna like? Take I'm gonna your... be a cowboy. You have. A... I'm gonna take them. They said I could. <laughs> okay, all right. No offense, but you <laughs> okay, have, have huge boobs. How is this gonna happen? You're either gonna they look said like that I can tape them. You're, you're you're gonna look like somebody who just just loves bench press. That's, <laughs> exactly. You're just, your pecs are gonna be out to here. Like, does that guy know about legs, or is he yeah. just doing bench? Like, whatever. I dated that guy. I know that guy. Oh, so, cool deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, That's awesome. Uh, yeah, so I'm familiar with the only upper body. And, uh... Yeah, and, uh... I mean, other... few things in the future, but, like, coming up this week, that's what's happening. Well, cool deal. Yep. Love uh, to see you there. Are you gonna come to the drag king? Probably thing? not. Okay. I got hit on by a drag queen the other day, so I'm trying to stay away from the drag community right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's crazy. Okay, well, um... I... Anything else you want to add? Nope. All right. Uh, thank you for listening to the We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together Like Ever podcast. I was going to ask, are you guys going to get back together anytime soon? But that's, nah, like, that's probably not never. the name of the podcast. Never yeah. ever. So We're yeah. good friends, though. Like, this works. Yeah, we're homies. So, cool. it's good. Homies that used to bang. Yeah. Fun times. We didn't really bang either. Uh, when you guys were married, you guys didn't bang a lot? Nah. No. Watched, That's what marriage is. We watch Sister yeah. Wives a lot. Never getting married. <laughs> yeah. One, no, you I, should get married. If you yeah. find the right person. Yeah, as long as Sister Wives is off Netflix, you'll, you'll Is that really what the fuck this is about? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, turn it off. We're about to get the fucking fight. <laughs> I, Leave it on. <laughs> do it. I am fascinated with polygamy.